Good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Breaking Bread. I'm your host, Dr. Weech. Once again, we got a wonderful uh, uh, teaching for you this evening. Just want to give you an opportunity to call uh, your friends, family, and gather around. Uh, and let people know that Breaking Bread is on and we're about to start. So we're going to go into our introduction and we'll be right back. Breaking Bread. Breaking bread, breaking bread with Dr. Weech. Breaking bread, breaking bread, breaking bread with Dr. Weech. Breaking bread, breaking bread, breaking bread with Dr. Weech. You're tuned in to Breaking Bread with your host and moderator, Dr. Weech. Let's go now to our study. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Breaking Bread. I'm your host, Dr. Weech. And it feels good to be back in the studio. We're live. Uh, one of the first shows I've done since uh, my near dear mother had uh, passed away last year. Uh, I can tell you plainly that that's something I would no one would want to go through. I can tell you, but uh, I'm here and I'm doing what I know I'm called to do because you know I feel so great and good when I'm allowed when the Most High allows me to teach His Word because I'm gonna tell you, I think. With me, that once upon a time where people felt uh, uh, teaching the Word of God ever so delicately, and I mean, you know, I don't take it lightly. I mean, this is a burden because you don't want to be responsible for uh, people not getting it right. But nevertheless, we are live, and I want you to uh, call in if you have any questions, 321-345-9443, 321-345. WGGF, and we have the chat room available if you have any questions throughout the study. I encourage you to call in, uh, please, WGGFradio.com. We have some wonderful things coming up. Uh, please download the app. We have the app available on Google. We will have that app available on Apple soon. I know many of you have been asking about that Apple app, and it's taken a while for uh, that network to get on board with that. But thanks be to the Most High Elohim God that it is happening. It's a lot going on. I want to talk about a few things, and I definitely want to give you some teachings uh, regarding or give you some scripture to help you in the challenges and the things that we're seeing happening in this everyday life. Now, <clears throat> I want to give a shout-out to Germany. I tell you, I got a, uh, a pretty a decent amount. Well, let me just say I got a little following out there in Germany. And, you know, I want to say uh, hello, uh, love you guys. And I'm telling you, I'm going to start hitting the road soon. Uh, we got a trip scheduled to go to uh, Kenya, India, and some of these other countries and nations because I do know that my call is apostolic. And even the Lord says some prophet, well, prophet gets no honor in his own hometown. So I'm going to be hitting the road soon. But I want to get into this teaching. I want to uh, um, uh, play a, f a few of these commercials to get them out of the way first. So once we get into our teaching, we're ready. Again, uh, get your Bibles out. I give you a lot of scripture. And we're going to, what we say, walk the word. We're going to deal with each. Uh, scripture upon scripture because I want us to understand what's happening. I want us to understand what's happening. So we're going to go uh, listen to these commercials and we're going to be right back and we're going to talk about a few things that we have coming up and get you informed of those things. So are we ready? Alright, so we'll be right back. There's a saying, pressure burst pipes or pressure will burst diamonds. When you encounter pressure in your life, you need to be the diamond that comes forth. Our theological seminary helps you become the gem the Most High God created you to be. 
Abba Theological Seminary has various programs ranging from the arts, such as videography, to becoming a biblical scholar in theology. Abba Theological Seminary has degree programs in ministerial vocations starting from the associate level, allowing you to work to earn your doctoral degree. Abba Theological Seminary is a fully functional online educational institution providing our students with a rigorous curriculum, access to seasoned professors, and a vast amount of online resources to assist our students along their journey. Don't hesitate. Call an advisor today. For more information, log on to www.atsedu.info. That's atsedu.info. Or you can call 954-324-7280. Again, that's www.atsedu.info or call 954-324-7280. Again, that's 954-324-7280. Hello, friends. Are you a pastor in search of support? Maybe you are a lay person seeking clarity on God's movement and kingdom. Let me encourage you to connect with the G2G Foundation as we are making efforts to assist faith-based organizations to get back on message. Our Lord and Savior, Yeshua the Messiah, Jesus the Christ, said the gospel of the kingdom will be preached worldwide as a witness, then the end will come. I talk to many religious leaders and believers, and many are unclear to the kingdom message. It is vital in these times that we teach and preach the God's kingdom and tell them about the king. For more information, you can log on to the g2gfoundation.org or call 305-647-1922. That's 305-647-1922. Or log on to the g2gfoundation.org. When organized religion lied to you, Christianity as another religion built on lies but similarities to other pagan religions. When holidays that celebrate a biblical God are not biblical. Christians defend his Easter. Uh, and it's another holiday that originated from pagan origin. One has to ask, is God real? Is the Bible a book filled with lies, tampered with by men? A rewrite, authoritative version of the Holy Bible? James agrees. Or is it all true? Their Truth Was a Lie is a documentary series that exposes the paganism that has lived in organized religion of Christianity and reveals the truth. Uh, because the Catholic Church sanctioned Easter, maybe around 324, 325 BC. Alright, so welcome back, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, once again, I want to tell you that I want you to... I want to encourage you to, to call in. These, this show is real-time, 321-345-9443, 321-345-WGGF. Now, um, we've been hopping on this thing about the kingdom. I do believe this is a message that needs to be uh, propagated because it's essential to the totality of the king's message. And I'm going to be doing a series uh, about king, kingdom. And I'm going to talk about some things that we need to see in an effective church, a strong church, and a weak church. Those things need to be identified because I believe we do not understand the magnitude of the warfare. Uh, me and a friend of mine were talking, and you know, he said a scripture that just amplifies in my spirit. He says, the gates of hell will not prevail. Exactly what the Messiah said, of course. Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Now, when you look at that word, gate it literally means the opening and it reminds me of a movie i saw when they said open the gate and these 
demons or whatever and comes in through the gate. And then the next thing you know, uh, these things are coming in. When it means gate, that's literally what it's saying. That's literally what it's saying. I'm giving a shout out to my engineer, my DJ, but die. All right, so that's literally what it's saying. When he said the gates, he says, the widest portion of the gate that opens. He's saying, open that wide. And he says, whatever comes out of that gate, nothing, all them gates of hell, it will not prevail against his kingdom. So we need to understand, the gates of hell will not prevail against the message, against the word, against the kingdom. So I want to embed this in your spirit. So I'm going to be doing a series. I really hope you would check out the documentary that was done. Uh, talks about some of the things Easter and some of the other holidays. It's very beautiful. Uh, we did it some time ago, but it's important that you may check this out. So I want to talk about the things that's going on now. <clears throat> we hear this talk about the COVID-19, Corona, that's going through, and now they call it the Communist Chinese Party virus or something like that. So it's going through many names. It's going through many things and many phases. And I believe we're in a time where we need to be very mindful, very discerning, very vigilant as believers. Okay, I don't expect the world to understand what's going on because, again, Paul writes, the world do it, does what it does. The world sins. The world is lost. They do what they do. We as believers need to live for righteousness, stand for righteousness, and contend for only thing we contend for is the faith. I'm reminded of the scripture where it says the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. So think about this. Jude says, contend for the faith. That's the only thing we fight for. We're contending for the, the faith and the good news because I tell you, faith is the currency in the kingdom. And without it, we cannot please God. Okay? So this is why I say if we don't have faith, we, we can't even operate in the kingdom. So it's very vital we have faith. It's very vital that we understand this is the kingdom currency. And it's very vital that we understand it says everyone is given a measure of faith. And it's up to us to build and improve upon that. All right? So I want to talk about this thing because I think a lot of us are being fearful. I think a lot of us are being beguiled, deceived, and not understanding that we as believers need to move with discerning. The Messiah says be as wise as serpent, gentle as doves. And in the midst of all of this disease, chaos, and, and, and uh, so much that's happening, we as believers need to be that shining bright light. And I'm telling you now, we need to understand that as believers, though we go to church, we are engaged in warfare. We are engaged and we need to understand the weapons of warfare. And we need to realize, though we go to church, the fellowship, praise the Lord, hallelujah, and, and get what we can get the power up, we need to understand we are engaged in war, and it is the kingdom of darkness in which Satan, who was, de was, was deposed, kicked out of heaven, and, and, and rages wrath upon the, the remnant and the church against kingdom of heaven. The Messiah makes this clear. How can Satan's kingdom stand against itself? So he's building, and his... And his and, and his M.O., modus operandi, is stealing, killing, and being destructive. And that's everything applicable to the things of the Most High Elohim God, who he's established in his kingdom. So I want to talk about the kingdom. So I think I've talked enough, and I think you're ready. So let us begin. Father in heaven, thank you for this word. I thank you for this opportunity to come before your people to, to teach again. Father in heaven, I'm asking for the anointing. And all wisdom needed and necessary to promote your word, your good news, your message of your Messiah, the kingdom, that people may understand clear and that they may allow the seed to be planted and go to you through the power of the Holy Spirit and grow it. 
In your precious son's name, we pray the blood be applied. In Jesus Christ's name, amen, amen, amen. All right, so we're having a lot of talk about uh, this this disease and all sorts of things and the vaccinations. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I have a lot of things I'm going to deal with and say, and then you may not like it, but I'm going to tell you, I know I'm called to set correction and to set order, all right? And, and, and as always, I always give you scriptures so you can look and examine the scriptures for yourself because if I'm not speaking according to what the word of the Lord says, there needs to be some correction. All right? I expect to be corrected. I expect to be held accountable. So when I see that, it seems as though some of us are not getting the truth or not aligning ourselves with what the word says, it's important that we get back on track and see what the word is saying. So I want us to go to Isaiah 53. Because it is very vital to what we're seeing now. Um, we're hearing a lot of things. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes I shut down not listening to stuff just to hear, just to meditate, to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. What is he saying? What is, what's going on? Okay. And if we look at Isaiah 53, verse 1, it says, Who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root of a, of a dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised, rejected by men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we, and we hid, and we hid as it were, our faces from him. He was despised. We did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows. Yea, we esteemed him to be stricken, spicken, smitten by God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. I want you all to know, uh, people, this scripture is talking about the only begotten son whom the Most High God sent to die for our sins. Okay? And the reason why I want us to understand what this is and what he's saying is because the Messiah came to crush all manner of sickness, all right? It says, he was acquainted with grief. Now, understand this. If we believe the word of the Most High God, and he created everything, and that tree of knowledge of good and evil, in the, in, in understand, in the vastness of our, our Lord, our Heavenly Father's wisdom of knowledge and depths, when when, when the first family of creation ate from that tree of evil, in the same manner and capacity of which God's depth of knowledge is, there was a depthness of darkness that, that shouldn't have been tapped into. Remind me, and listen, in, this, in Revelation, the Messiah talks to the church, he says, you don't know the deep things of Satan. Hmm? So we got to realize that in the vastness and the magnitude of the Lord having all wisdom, when, when the first family of creation ate from that tree, they tapped into things and dimensions they didn't want to. Because why? They opened a Pandora's box of death. And that left every human person living uh, 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 vulnerable to all sorts of things that, that, that pulls you down into that grave. So now, the reason why we read this is because in all of this, the Lord, our God, the Most High Elohim, had a plan in the midst of this working to shatter all of that. So in the same manner that all sorts of things attack us to bring us down where, where gravity pulls on us, he, 
he, he put in a system to, to, in the same manner, unleash all sorts of weaponry and benefits to keep us alive. All right. Now, the key here is, look how we start off here. Who has believed our report? I'm telling you, you need to gather in yourself who you're going to listen to, who you're going to believe, what you're going to believe, and what you're going to walk into. See? That's why I, I, I don't listen to, 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 to media and the news telling you all this. COVID, this COVID, that. Mm. I tell people, not arrogantly, but confidently in faith, I got COVID killer running in my veins. They laugh. I got COVID killer. I got COVID killer. You see? So I want you all to know as believers, we as believers, we should not walk in fear. We need to walk in wisdom. I'm telling you what the Messiah says. Be wise as servant, gentle as doves. Okay? I told y'all a long time ago before this thing was coming out. I, I, the Spirit of God gave y'all scriptures of faith, and we went over some charismatic, anointed people of God to show you the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay? I told you about a man named John G. Lake. He was over there in one of these countries, and he was helping the people because this plague was taking people out. And the man said, why are you not wearing a mask? Why doesn't it affect you? The man of God said, man, I got the spirit and the power of God working in me. That's why I ain't catching this stuff. He said, tell you what, you, are not, you, not, you don't believe me? Put that virus in my hand. He touched something that was contaminated with the virus, and he said, he looked under the microscope, the virus was running. The Germans running from the man of God. He said, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. Hmm? We need to understand the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, we've got to believe his report. See, when the scripture talks about certain things, it's just not random talk. Because I'm telling you, when you believe this word, you put pressure on the most high God. Because he said, I swear by my name because there's nothing higher to swear upon. So when you believe this word, you talk this word, you live this word, you meditate on this word, you're putting pressure on the most high God. Huh? Me shat shat right in the bed and me go say, boy, Nebuchadnezzar, I don't care what you do. Because we ain't bowing and we believe in the word of God. And if he ain't going to save us, we still ain't doing it because we know he's God. Hmm? We have to have that mindset. Greater is he that's in me. Now, if he's not in you, you can't talk like that. But if he's in you, you can walk with confidence, boldly going before the throne of grace. All right? So now, he says, he puts this system in place. He sent his only begotten son. Now, I wish I could go through this because a lot, we, 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 a lot of uh, messengers preach this to talk about the crucifixion. We just came off Passover. Nighties, we just came off Passover, and they talk about this, how he was despised, rejected, a man acquainted with grief. Now, understand, the reason why they say he was acquainted with grief is because that same evil and darkness I talked about, it was placed on him. Hmm? Look what it says. But, in verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. Look at this. The chastisement means the beating for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes was healed. So when you understand what the Messiah said, ah, they say screamed out, and he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's because all the evil and the darkness that death operates to kill and consume God's people and anybody. 
He saw it. It was placed upon him. He smelt it. He touched it. It was in him. He was a stench unto God, the Most High. This is why the Lord says, my God, why you, why, why you left me? Because the Bible says our father's eyes is too pure. He can't even look upon sin. And when he saw his son, he didn't see nothing but the stench of sin, the filth, the grime, the, just, just, just all the evil that was open in that Pandora's box in the Garden of Eden when they ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It was upon him. Now, here's the thing here. It says, all we, in verse 6, all we like sheep have, sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. So we're getting the understanding that they're saying ain't nobody perfect walking faith. Y'all left. We left the faith. We've doubted sometimes. We've betrayed sometimes. But it says our father understood that. said, man, I understand that joker, that adversary is slippery and sneaky. But I'm going to put it on him. So when you do that, I'm still walking in faith. Because the Bible says when we deny him, he can't deny us because he can't deny himself because we're a part of him when we become born again. He was oppressed and was afflicted, yet opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, as a sheep before its shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. He would declare his generation for he was cut off from the land of the living for the transgression of my people. He was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him for grief. Now, I'm reading this because we start off saying, whose report are we going to believe? We've got to get to a place where we're going to believe the Most High God and nothing else. We've got to get to that place where we're going to believe that word and nothing else. I mean, Elijah had a confrontation with the 450 Baal prophets, and he still had the uh, other Asherah prophets to deal with. But he dealt with the Baal prophets because this was a thing that the uh, Hebrews were engaged in. And he said, listen. Don't be between two opinions. Don't, don't be between two opinions. We're going to do what he say do, or we're going to do what Baal say do. And if you're going to do what he say do, let me show you the benefits for listening and believing this word. Okay? So I wanted us to look at uh, that scripture, 31, I'm sorry, Isaiah 53. Now I want you to go to Deuteronomy. Because some people like to say God is different from the Old Testament and New Testament. God's not different. God was showing you the severity of sin in the first covenant. And in the last covenant, he was showing you the magnitude of his grace. And he was showing you the Messiah that he, that he brought to, to put upon that, 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 that law, to, to, to put upon the severity of it. That's, that's all Old Testament was. It was showing the, 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 first testament, the first covenant. It was showing the severity of God's law. And the New Testament was showing the magnitude of his love. Okay? First covenant, Old Testament, the magnitude or the severity of the law, new covenant, last covenant, the magnitude of love and grace. All right? Now, let's go to um, uh, Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. Go to Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. Now, if you look at verse 5, <clears throat> look what it says. The Lord will give them over to you that you may do to them according to every commandment which I've commanded you. Look what he says. Be strong and of good courage. Now, those are two different things. Let me explain. Strong means 
you're able to lift, you're able to move, you're able to demonstrate feats of strength. That's strong. But courage is meaning you got to have it in you to go out and demonstrate the strength. Because you could be strong, scared to compete. So that means if we are strong, remember, he says we're strong. And whatever he says, we have to believe it because whatever he says, it is so. Okay? So he says, be strong and of good courage. Do not what? Fear and be afraid of them. Because see, now, if you fear something, you're going to be afraid of something. And, and fear means, oh, I'm scared of this person. Afraid means I'm going to go two miles around so I ain't got to confront it. That's not how he built us. He built us to confront things. You understand? So, and I'm, and I'm saying this because we've gotten to a place, as it appears to some, as believers, where we are passive and we don't understand we're engaged in war. And I'm telling you, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're in high places in various forms of institutions, in various forms of government, in various forms of organizations. Okay? We need to understand that we are dealing with an enemy who wants to kill, steal, and destroy. All right? We need to understand that. So he says in Deuteronomy 31, verse 6, For the Lord your God, he is the one who what? Goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Now this is the same thing the Messiah said to his uh, uh, disciples. I won't leave you, neither forsake you. I'm with you to the end of the age. This is the same God we're dealing with. The same daddy we're dealing with. All right? Now, I want to go into John chapter 16, verse 33. And again, I, I'm, I'm harping on we can't be fearful. Because, you know, what's interesting to me, I was telling someone with this COVID vaccine, they, the science always says, oh, well, you can't live on faith. Religion is not something we can practice because we can't move on faith. We got to follow the data and we got to have seven scientific data. But guess what? Science has confirmed what the word says, faith, because there's no data on this COVID vaccination and millions of people lining up to take it. Huh? Isn't, that, isn't that something? Isn't that something? People are lining up from fear from a disease that they say, go get tested to see if you got it. You don't know if you got it until you get tested. And then when they test you, I've heard people say they've gone, turned around, they go on the line, and they send the results, say, you are tested, you're positive. So they tell you, isolate yourself to see if you have any symptoms. And if you do, just stick it out. Just don't go near nobody. So I'm going to get a vaccine. Now, I'm not telling y'all not the vaccine. I'm not telling you to vaccine. But I'm telling you, think about what's happening. Okay, so... Um, the vaccine is really not a vaccine, meaning if I take it, I can still get whatever it is out there. Okay. I tell you what, let me take my chances because I don't know what the vaccine or the side effects I will do with y'all injecting the stuff in my body. How about that? No, but guess what? Science confirms faith is real and you need it to operate. Because if you're telling me it don't take you no kind of faith to go down and take a, a shot, that they have no data on how it would affect you, that blood type A, O, A, A, or whatever it is, or whatever that immune, it don't tell you how it's going to affect you, but it's saying, but, but, the, but the people who made it, the scientists said, go ahead and take it. 
and the people that have adverse effects, they say, oh, this is a small, small thing. So don't talk to me when I tell you about faith in my God. Don't talk to me when I tell you about faith in the word. Don't say I'm stupid. Huh? Because I'm going to say I'm stupid because I'm believing this. Okay. What do I call you? You believe in these people to say, take my word on it. And they ain't been right yet. They don't know what he's talking about yet. Oh, wear a mask. No, don't wear a mask. Stay in. Nope, stay out. Nope, six feet. Nope, three feet. Huh? I get it. It's an ever-changing thing. But the one thing I like about the word is it says, our daddy, our father is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. And the way the scripture writes it, I don't change. Hmm? So guess what? If the Most High said it, hold him to his word because he's going to do what he says do. I can recall my mom used to say, hey, we were going somewhere and uh, I was supposed to take him somewhere. She, I had some other arrangements. She, she would just smile and say, you said today. You said today. Just smile. I said, look at this woman here. And every time she said, you said today, it stung because she knew I wouldn't break my word. People of God, you need to understand that the Most High God, your daddy, will not break his word. You got to believe this. And I'm, I'm telling you, you hear all kind of stuff. You got to believe that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Now, let me go because I got to get some scriptures in you because it's a lot I want to deal with. It's a lot I want to deal with. I'm sorry. I got to get moving. I got to get moving because I got a lot of scriptures and I want to get it to you. Go to John chapter 16, verse 33. Go to John chapter 16, verse 33. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting along with it. I got to get this because I want to get you all these scriptures because you need them. I need them. Watch this. In John 16, verse 33, the Lord is talking to his disciples. He says, things, these things I've spoken to you that in me, what he says, in me, what he says, in me, not in a vaccine, in me, not in no shot, in me, not in what they tell you, in me. Not at what that's going on out there. In me, you got peace. Right? In me, you have what? Peace. In the world, you'll have what? Tribulation in that Greek word, scandalon. The word we get scandalous, meaning you're going to have some challenges. But what did he say? This is the good news. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world because, see, although we are in the world, he says, don't be concerned because I'm going to tell you now, we're not always in him. Sometimes we come out of him. Yes. And he says, don't worry. You still belong to me because that adversary slippery joker, you're going to get down sometimes. But don't worry. Even when you in the world, you ain't got to worry about nothing because guess what? I whipped everything that evil had to throw my way. I got the keys of Hades. He said, yeah, go ahead. Now, here, here's the thing. Our Messiah is undefeated. He done beat all things. He done beat Satan. He done came in, came from heaven to be him, went, dropped, kicked him out of heaven. And he says, do you know he's scared of you? <laughs> we, we act like we scared, but he's scared of us. And let me tell you why he's scared. He's scared that once you get an get a, get a understanding of the word, he has no hopes to be victorious over you. None. None, none, none. He may use people to be victorious and cause you to trip up, but he knows I can't, I can't, I can't break this man's armor. He ain't got no chip in the armor, and with that armor of faith, right? He ain't got no chip in the armor. I, I, I can't, I can't deal with this guy. He's, he's strong. 
strong. What did the Lord say? Be strong and of good courage, right? So even when we come out of him, because we sometimes worry, that means we're not in him. He says, in me, you got peace. So listen, I'm not, I'm, I'm not playing no games with nothing because we understand evil is real. I don't tempt, a, tempt God. No, I'm standing protective custody. I'm not doing that. anything that I know that's going to risk my life. Okay? But I'm telling you, in him, we got peace. And in the world, you got problems. So that's why even it, with that, the Messiah assures us the promise, I've overcome the world. So even though you go out there, they still going to be scared of you. Why? Because you're still a representation of me. Huh? You got the residue of righteousness on you. I'm telling you, even when you act a certain kind of way, people will remind you of who you are. Because hmm? you got the residue of righteousness of the Most High God on your life. Hmm? I remember this guy had somebody broke my house, and I believe I knew who did it. And I, tell you, I, was, I, was, I was ready to do some damage. And I had went and talked to a certain somebody. I said, man, let's go around now. And the man said, oh, well, listen, bro, I ain't got no problem. This dude did time, wasn't playing. He said, you know, I ain't I got no problem going around that. But, you know, we, we, we got to pull that hammer back and make it clap. You, you're not on that. Now, you're, 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 you're a righteous man. He had to remind me of who I was because I, I was very upset. But those are material things, huh? Material things. I think I was more upset that I was violated than the, than the, than the, than the material things. But I let it go because he reminded me what kind of witness would I be to this brother by getting involved in this amazing now, I want you to go to Psalms because now I want to talk about location. I want to talk about location because it's vital now because I think we're kind of missing on what we need to be talking about. In Psalms 91, verse 5, look what it says. Psalms 91, verse 5. This is a, a very, very familiar scripture. It says, you shall not what be afraid of the terror by night. What does that mean? Things come out in darkness. Don't be, a, don't be afraid of stuff that's coming out in the dark. And not, not now. To me, this is symbolism. Don't be afraid of the terror by night. Now, a lot of things happen in the night, meaning the darkness, because the Messiah says you can't work in the night. So even when, I'm telling you, even when people are devising wicked plots and meetings in secluded and dark, secretive places, you won't be afraid. I tell you, we, we as believers will either operate in faith or fear. And there's a scripture that Paul writes in the Revelation. He says, if it's not faith, it's sin. Because we are righteous. We are moved and motivated by faith. And I'm telling you, anytime we believe the word of God, even though we may have certain feelings and emotions about how we carry it out, even though we carry it out, we still are moving in faith. Remember the Messiah says, two sons say they're going to go to work. One says he wasn't going to go to work. And one says he was going to work. The one that said he wasn't going to change his mind and went back. And the one who said he was and didn't go, he's wrong. So even though we may sometimes get off task or off track, we, we still need to understand that we should not be afraid. Nor of the arrow that flies by day. Nor of the gunshots. Nor of the violence. Nor the pestilence. What does it say? Pestilence. Don't be afraid of the disease that walks in the darkness that people in labs 
people in dark places, people in governments motivated by money. Don't be afraid of that disease, nor the destruction that lays waste in the noonday, meaning whatever they devised that night, they're putting it out in the day. Don't be afraid of that. Look what the Messiah says. A thousand may fall at your side. A million may go believe whatever they tell them to do and go do what they tell them to do. And 10,000 at your right. So he literally means a thousand may fall at the left, 10,000 at your right because the right was a stronger hand. But it was says, it won't come near you. Location. In, in real estate, they say location, location, location. Why? Because you got a great location, it can make you a lot of money. I'm going to tell you, if you are in the appropriate location, you're going to prosper in the Lord. In verse 7, a thousand may fall at your size, 10,000 at your right, but it will not come near you. Will you... Uh, Look with your eyes and see the reward of the wicked. I'm telling y'all, watch. Some people have devised some very vile and filthy, wicked things. And I'm telling you, it's because there's no prophetic, there's no apostolic, there's no... I'm telling you, you need some prophets to say, thus says the Lord, y'all concocted this. You all put together this. And this is what... I'm telling you. I'm t so, so many of us have rejected the prophetic. And we got to get back to the place where we understand that these are weapons of warfare. Now, look what it says in verse 9. Because wh why are you going to look with your eyes and see the recumbence of the wicked? Why it's not going to come near you, even though a lot of people on this side falling out? Because you made the Lord, who is my refuge. Look what it says. Even the Most High. What? Your dwelling place. You've said, I'm going to live there. We just talked about the Messiah. said, in me, you got peace. You made the Most High your dwelling place. That's why this ain't coming near you. I'm telling you, it's location, location, location. Where you going to live? That's why we got to understand when the Messiah says, what can I liken the kingdom? The kingdom of God, Elohim is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Kingdom deals with location. Even the Messiah says, don't say look here, look there, and, and, and where's the kingdom? The kingdom's within. So it's location, people. I'm telling you, where are you living where have you parked where have you built your foundation have you built it in him have you built it in him because you made the lord the what most high understand their deities their gods but the most high sits in the what highest heaven is what solomon wrote he looks upon the heavens of heavens all right no evil shall befall you what? Nor any plague, no disease come in near your dwelling. Hmm? For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the lion and the serpent, and you shall trample on the foot. Sometimes I be forgetting. We have the benefits. We have angels working on our behalf, y'all. Remember, you look at Revelation, say, we are... We're, we're, we're here to help you who are heirs of salvation. We got angels warning on our behalf. And I'm going to tell you, I'll never forget. I'm, some of y'all may think I'm crazy. I'm going to tell you this. I'll never forget I was driving in traffic. I was going in the city. I was going to my grandmother's house. And the traffic was stopped. And it was two lanes. And this one guy was letting me over. But, you know, the other lane, the car still was coming. And I'll never forget I made the turn. And the guy was going so fast. And he put the brakes on. People of God, I'm telling you. The car lifted up to the side. I mean, it, if you kind of kind of it was lifting up to the side, and I f briefly, 
I saw like an angel lifting the car. And it put the car back straight after I had to go say, move, cut cross, because I stopped and I went cross, and boom, he went cross. That close. We got angels fighting for us. Right? Um, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he knows my name. Okay? He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. These are promises of a covenant. Okay? This is why I say, the Messiah says, you got to be born again. You, you, the reason why you got to be born again is because you have to be an heir in the kingdom. I, I say this repeatedly. You go over there in that place over there in the UK and say, I'm, I'm, I'm related to the royal family. What? Let's check your bloodline. Huh? Nah, you ain't contaminating this bloodline. That's a, you're a bastard. You don't, you don't have pure blood. Huh? So when we come in him, we have the purity of the Messiah, the purest blood. Why? Because we have the same thing, the same power. We're literally called children of the Most High God. Why? Why? Well, what do you mean? It's that easy? It's because God made it that way. When you take me on and you become baptized, you become that new creature. I recognize that as a death resurrection into the kingdom. You're born into the heirs of salvation. Okay, the number to call is 321-345-9443, 321-345-WGGF. Now, I'm giving you these scriptures because I want you to understand we can't be fearful. The moment we become fearful, we're not going to listen or do what the Word says. Okay? And I'm going to tell you, it's, it's, it's a practice, practicing faith. <laughs> I mean, it's a practice, practicing faith. You know what I'm saying? It's a practice, practicing faith. Sometimes you look at stuff and it's like, man, look here. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I, I, I just can't, I can't deal with this. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't deal with this. But remember, we can't be afraid because I'm telling you, I'm so convinced at this point. That everything we go through, the Spirit of God gives us the power and the confidence to go through. You know, I, after I eulogized my mom, I, 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 would tell, I told the truth. I said, man, you know, as I thought about these things, you, you, I, you can't fathom. I, I, I used to hear voices. The adversary was just telling me to go blow my brains out. I, I, I tell you, I was consider, considering life without mom. I, let, me, let me blow my brains out so she could bury me before I bury her. But... It's, it's, a, it's a huge hole. But after you come to grips, you lose people you love, you realize, hey, man, life is what it is. This, this is just what life is. And I'm saying you have to have a dwelling in him so you don't question God. You don't say, God, why? You have to have a dwelling in him, and it's going to take some time, but you have to have a dwelling in him. He has to be in you because the joy you have is, well, my, did my loved one know the Lord? I'll be promised this this eternity that I'll see him again. Okay. Now, when we go to John chapter ten, verse eleven, go to John. I'm sorry. Go to John chapter fourteen, verse ten. John chapter fourteen, verse ten. The Messiah is talking to Philip, and he says, "Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, and I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work." Look what he says. In me. Now, when he came, he says, Daddy's in me. Hmm? 
daddy's enemy. And we got to fathom, you know, there, there, there are people who are not saved who believe in getting healed. I'm, I'm serious. There are people who are not saved believe in healing. People who are not saved believe in a entity that's out there. Don't know how to catch the, don't want to call him the most high. Don't know to call him the most high. And they'll just say, Holy Spirit, that is his spirit. Okay? Which is strange to me because you can't have a relationship with somebody and say spirit. You, spirit don't have a name, right? But, but it's fine, whatever. God's spirit is Holy Spirit. Well, how do we know it's God's spirit? Holy. What is holy? Sanctified, set apart. That's how you know that's God. Okay? Now, let's go to verse 11 because I want you to get this. He says, believe me that I'm in the Father and the Father in me or else believe me for the sake of works themselves. Now, he's saying in me, in him. We need to understand that when we become born again, the Spirit of God lives in us, and now guess what? We're in him, he's in us, we're together. Go to verse 16 quickly. Watch this. He says, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may Live with you forever. Forever? What? Forever. People die. Spirit returns back to God. People don't understand. Spirit, soul, body. Spirit returns back to God. Body's here. God is a spirit. Huh? And remember, the soul is resting because John saw the souls of those from the altar and they say, still rest. Right? Okay. Now, the helper, we don't talk about the helper enough because the helper is the one that, well, let's go to verse 17. He says, Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. The Messiah just says, Daddy's in me, I am in him. Guess what? The Spirit is in me and we're in him. All right? We got to understand this because we shouldn't be afraid. Uh, listen, imagine Jesus Christ was scared. He's like, man, I ain't going to deal with this dude. He's a scary dude. How can I serve the Lord? Even in the midst of the Messiah going through such turmoil, he was concerned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was concerned. He said, Lord, Father, if at all possible, um, let's rework this transaction. <laughs> he said, let's rework. This, this transaction, please, right? So, um, I got to get moving. Let's go to John chapter 4, verse 14, because here's the kicker, and I want to get to this because you're going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. God is so divine with a plan. Um, let's go to John chapter 4, verse, um, John chapter 4, verse 14. Now, I want you to hear this because this is important. Um, nope, this is not the scripture I wanted. All right, now see, this, I hate when I pull a scripture and I don't find my scripture. Oh, I'm sorry, Hebrews 4.14, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Go to Numbers 35, thank you, Holy Ghost, Numbers 35, I was getting ahead of myself. Go to Numbers 35 because I want to show you this quickly because I'm running out of time and I want to cover this. Numbers 35. In verses uh, 10, Numbers 35, verse 10. Look at this. This is important because it, 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 it's going to amplify 
the power and the system that that the Most High put in place. And I'm telling you, location is important. Again, when we're talking about faith and religion, location, location, location. What's location? Kingdom. The kingdom. Who's kingdom? Elohim's. Who's the king? The Messiah. That's why we have to listen to what the the words of the Messiah are. If we don't know what he's saying, we, we, we won't have access to the benefits in the kingdom. I'm so convinced of this. Now, I think the, the, the gospel encompasses uh, the message of the kingdom. You talk about kingdom, you're going to include grace. You talk about kingdom, you're going to include prosperity. You're going to talk about kingdom, you're going to include healing. You're going to inclu include all the things that there's no lack when we understand kingdom. And remember, the Messiah said, until the gospel of the kingdom is preached, then the end comes. Right? So when we look at Numbers 35, uh, Moses is giving the, the, the Father, Most High Elohim God, gave this law to Moses to say, this is the city of refuge. And why was it called the city of refuge? Look at this. Speak, I'm in Numbers 35, verse 10. Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, when you cross the Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall appoint cities to be cities of refuge for you, that the manslayer who kills any person accidentally may flee. Okay? Kills anyone accidentally may flee. Now, this is basically to stop revenge. Now, go to 15. These six cities shall be for refuge for the children of Israel, for the stranger, and for the sojourner, the, 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 the one who's coming to live with you, among them, that anyone who kills a person accidentally may flee there. Now, the reason there were six is because it was a building up to the ultimate, which was the seventh, the perfect one. But if he strikes him with an iron implement so that he dies, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. So he's saying now, if someone who has an intent to kill they're going to receive the punishment. But if there was an accident where someone hits you, fights someone, you push someone, they fall, hit him on the ground, oh, I didn't mean to kill him, that's, that's the murderer. If he strikes, verse 17, if he strikes with a stone in the hand by which one could die and he dies, he's a murderer. The murderer should be put to death. If he strikes with a wooden a weapon, so he's giving a list of what um, identifies as murder. If he says he's going to kill him, Things like this, this is what this verse says. I want us to go to verse 25. I'll go to verse 25. So, uh, the congregation shall deliver the manslayer from the hand of the avenger of blood. Now they're talking about someone who did not mean to kill. Or look at verse 23. Or use a stone by which a man could die, throwing it and hit him without seeing him so that he dies, while he was not his enemy or seeking his harm. So the congregation... Then the congregation shall judge between the manslayer and the avenger of blood according to these judgments. So the congregation shall deliver the manslayer from the hand of the avenger of blood, and the congregation shall return him to the what? City of refuge where he had fled, and he, watch, watch this, he shall remain there until the death of the high priest who was anointed with the holy oil. But if the manslayer at any time goes outside the limits of the city of refuge where he fled, the avenger of blood finds him outside the limits of the city of what refuge? The avenger of blood kills the manslayer, and he shall not be guilty of blood. I want us to go back to verse 25. It says, if the manslayer is delivered into the what city of refuge? Location, people. Kingdom. He shall remain there until the what? Death of the high priest. So listen. If someone kills someone accidentally, he was remorseful. Oh, I did not mean to kill this man. I don't want to lose my life. These people are going to kill me. He's sent to the city of refuge, and the high priest was his protection. And he had dwelt into the land of the high priest. 
that was his protection. All right? That was his protection. As long as the high priest was alive, he was covered. He was protected by the one trying to kill him. All right? He was protected by the one trying to kill him. Now watch. Let's go to Hebrews. Let, let, let's go to Hebrews. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. That's why I say every picture and portion of the law means something. Means something. Go to Hebrews 14, verse 16. Watch this. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Watch this. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are without sin. Let us therefore boldly go to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help him in a time of need. Now let me give you the spiritual connotation to this. Let me give you the spiritual connotation to this. I'm sorry. I got to give you one more scripture because y'all, it's going to come together after this. Go back to Psalms. I, I, I got to give it to you. I got to give it all to you. Go back to Psalms. Go to Psalms 110, verse 4. 110, verse 4. Watch this. The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. In the law, the manslayer who killed someone accidentally, didn't mean to, would go to the city of refuge. And stay with the high priest. And as long as the high priest was alive, he was covered. Let me tell you some people of God. When you come into the kingdom of God, you got a high priest in the order of the Melchizedek who has no beginning and no ending. That's why they say in the order of Melchizedek because Hebrews breaks that down. You have a high priest named Jesus the Christ, Yeshua the Messiah, and the location is the kingdom. So when you come in the kingdom of God, Satan can't touch you as long as that high priest is alive. And guess what? Since he's on the throne, he's already died and resurrected. He has all power and he sits on the right hand of God, on the throne of David but being the beginning of David and he reigns forever and ever. That's why I'm telling you, Satan can bark like a dog. He can send all kind of darts. He can send all kind of terror at night but it ain't gonna come near you. Why? Because I'm in the city of refuge. I'm in the kingdom of the most high God Elohim and the high priest sits on a throne forever and I'm not coming out of that protective custody that's why I'm telling you you need to understand who you are the rights you have and the importance of the location he's in me I'm in him greater than he that's in me than he that's in the world if they had a covenant where they were covered by a man who was as a high priest and he had to honor the word we got a greater covenant because we got a high priest who walked in all manner of temptation touched the powers of death whipped satan took the keys from his house and went back and sat to the right hand of god and i'm telling you he's in the order and the high priest of melchizedek that's why i'm telling you when you come into the kingdom you are in, on a on a hedge of protection you're in protective custody and you need to understand that he's in me i'm in him location 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 just like that man slayer couldn't come touch you couldn't kill the man the the the, the, the one who killed when you come into the kingdom and you stay with Christ and you stand in the kingdom and you walk for God and you don't walk in fear, you walk in confidence, Satan cannot put his hands on you. Now, why I'm going through trouble is because God says, listen, 
You know you could beat him, right? You know you could be victorious in life. I'm growing you up going through these situations. Or God is saying, you know that decision you made wasn't too good, right? I got to grow you up to deal with the repercussions of it. And I, I'm going to be with you as you navigate out of it. Because guess what? We may miss the mark. I'm not saying we're going to. We may. I don't want to. I don't plan to. But we may. But understand, location, location, location. As long as you're in the kingdom, you are in the city of refuge. And guess what the joy of it is? That high priest will never die. And so Satan hates it, he hates it, he hates it, and he stands outside the gates. That's why the Lord said, man, let the gates of hell open up. The gates of hell not going to prevail in this kingdom. <laughs> the gates of hell ain't going to prevail against this kingdom. So I felt you all needed to know this, that we have a high priest, we have a covenant, we should not walk in fear. We need to know the uh, power and the authority that we have. We need to know the power and the authority that we have. We need to know the power and the authority of the king that we serve. And God help me that I shouldn't forget either. Hmm? Sometimes you forget. Uh, you know what? I'm sorry. My time is almost up. I got to close this out in a prayer. But I do thank you. You can look for these podcasts on the page and check them out and review this teaching. This is a Listen, I enjoy this teaching. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost taught me. It's beautiful when you understand the importance of a high priest, and I'm glad we have one who does not die. Father in heaven, thank you for this word. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to get back to teaching live. Uh, please anoint this word. Uh, let people plant <clears throat> some more into this. Let people nourish this. May the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, nourish this word, mature it, and allow it to grow. And people understand location, location, location. Understand that they have to walk in the kingdom, walking in a manner that pleases you, seeking your face. So, Father, as uh, we leave, I'm asking you to keep these people who have listened and those who will listen safely until the next time we meet. May the Lord bless and keep up. Shalom. That simply means may the Lord bless and keep you. The Lord lift his face upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord shine his countenance upon you, that the name of the Lord is upon you. His word says that he will bless you. Shalom, friends. Hello, family. Thanks for tuning in to Breaking Bread on this network. Breaking Bread is supported by the contributions of individuals and entities that donate to the G2G Foundation. If you have supported this organization, we want to say thank you. And to all our sponsors, your continued support is appreciated and makes it happen. If you would like to send a donation to support this program, you can send it by cash app to dollar sign G2G Foundation. That's dollar sign Letter G, number two, G Foundation, all lowercase. Or you can mail it to 1728 Northeast Miami Gardens Drive, Suite 135, North Miami Beach, Florida, 33179. That's 1728 Northeast Miami Gardens Drive, number 135, NMB, Florida, 33179. Your contributions assist us and enable us to forward the vision in other countries such as India and Kenya. Please connect with us by logging on to the G2GFoundation.org. That's T-H-E-G number two G F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N.org. We're community-oriented and believe in community outreach, mentorship, and investing in our youth by spiritual and educational empowerment. We'll see you next week, family, and tell someone to tune.